0: interviews we've had, we really haven't focused on yoga, so mm-hmm. you're our first. Um we have Valeria wow. Weber Williamson. She is the founder and shot caller in chief of Do a Shada Yoga subscription box. For women who want to improve their strength, flexibility and mood while decreasing chronic pain and tension filled relationships. who already I just want to take a sigh of relief oh, Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Do a shot of yoga offers digital content, community, and a themed monthly box of yoga and self-care information, motivation and treats. A uh,
1: 500 CYT trained in the Linegar tradition and hot lineage, Valeria teaches hot yoga and coaches people struggling with um, overwhelm and how to create a sustainable at-home yoga practice that is tailored to their unique needs. Valeria is passionate about bagels, not <laughs> just round bread of the whole. The perfect cup of chai, her amazing husband, and their six beautiful oh, kids. Wow. Oh, good, you're goodness, you're busy. She also prefers to binge watch hit shows after all the seasons have been released so please no spoilers
2: (laughs) Ooh, what are you watching right now well let's see right now i actually went back and i'm doing uh the leftovers which is an hbo series it started in 2014 ended in 2017 i i need to have them all out because i can't have what happened to me with game of thrones be repeated oh goodness what happened with game of thrones (laughs) did you get into the spoiler did you get it spoiled no, I didn't get it spoiled, but I went along with it like throughout the six years that it was on. Yeah. And then when I got to the final episode, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I know. <laughs> I, I lived through all of that to get to this. this I know. Is, this is how we're going to wrap it up, and I, I was just like,
1: "I'm still Never. feeling it too." <laughs> like, what a kind of a, what a waste. Oh, I haven't even yeah. started it, so maybe like, I'm not even going to begin. It's to recommend now. it now. But oh, I know okay. The well, good. Then
0: I won't do it. Anyway,
1: our yeah. soapbox of television. I could talk about that
0: all day. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Love love this, that you're you're making it convenient for mm-hmm. the mom, the dad, whoever. So tell us why you decided on this yoga subscription. This sounds like the perfect, well, we got Father's Day coming up, but Mother's Day, oh, Christmas yeah. package, mm-hmm. you name it.
2: Yeah, well, I, I chose it because for the past 15 or so years, I've been working in the health and wellness industry as a writer and a researcher. And primarily, I focus on helping families who are in crisis due to a family member having an addiction disorder or a Mm. mental health disorder, figure out what they can do on a day-to-day basis to augment their treatment. Mm -hmm. So things like yoga are never meant to be a treatment for any diagnosed disorder. Um, They're meant to augment it. However, Mm -hmm. pretty much every study that you've ever seen that asks a question in any population, does yoga help people to stay on target with their different treatments that they're doing and see better results and outcomes, which generally just means that they're able to sustain their healthy living and their healthy changes and see a decrease in symptoms. If you have one group that does the, the medication protocol or the therapy protocol, And then another one who does the same thing, but then adds yoga. The yoga group always has more people stick it out through the end and find more benefit and value from it. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of spoke to me as a researcher and a writer for a long time. And then when I had my own issues come up, as we all do at some point in our (laughs) lives, where we are sort of struggling with how to go forward and what to do next, whether it's grief and loss of a loved one or Mm -hmm. job loss or, I mean, anything, um, remembered that yoga was the thing and kind of, I practiced it off and on and, um, began to really get into it on my own. Mm -hmm. And as you, you read in the bio, we have six kids in our, we have a big blended family. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There are six kids from ages five to 19 and Mm -hmm. the two oldest are on the spectrum. So there's all kinds of stuff that's constantly coming up and getting to a studio two to three times a week to really get those benefits was not possibility. Mm -hmm. And so I started to develop my own at-home practice. I did my teacher trainings. I began to help other people. And soon I realized like, this is something that everybody has to do for themselves. I can't tell you the practice that's going to be great for you. And that when you get involved in finding your own way, It kind of adds the excitement and helps it to be sustainable. Mm
0: -hmm. I love the fact that you said that, you know, talking about the busyness, but I just came from a conference and they really honed in on, like acknowledging privilege, whether it's financial mm-hmm. or for myself, I grew up in a rural community that I would have had to have drove 30 minutes or more to find the mm. closest yoga, yoga studio. studio. Yeah. Well, how productive is that? Still, to drive? so common. Yeah, yeah. So this is great. You could do this from home or if you have little kids or financially, I'm sure that this ends up being more beneficial than buying, you know, a studio package. So oh, love sure. it. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You, you said researcher, so that piques mm-hmm. my interest. <laughs> Beck and I love We're talking to researchers. Hashtag science nerds. And since we haven't had anyone on talking about yoga, can you please explain, like, the how yoga helps is, the as ones. sort of an adjunct treatment? Uh, what does it do in terms of helping with kind of um, you can kind of decide mental health or chronic pain? Or tell us a little bit more about the the why of yoga.
2: Well, the why of yoga is definitely going to vary depending on what it is that you're trying to use it for. Mm -hmm. So if it's a chronic pain issue, um, then the asana practice, which is basically those movements, those poses that we do on the mat, that's one form of yoga. And so when we practice these and modify them and use blocks, we can begin to actually feel the progress as we're getting better. You know, even from the start of a yoga practice to the end of it, um, we'll find that we find more movement that our muscles release, that pain is decreased in the action of doing it, which is actually a big benefit for sustainability. Like people who do this for um, chronic pain often find that they sort of crave their yoga days Mm -hmm. and crave the practice because they're like, they start to feel tight and they, you know, maybe they take it for granted after doing it for a bit. And then all of a sudden, you know, their body lets them know that like things aren't going great, you know, so um, go back to it and immediately you begin to feel that relief. So that's definitely a benefit, but um, for the mental health and, um, you know, if you, if you're just feeling that overwhelm, you've got panic or anxiety, you struggle with depression or low energy levels, and you're just kind of in that blah, I don't know what's wrong. Yoga gives you the space to just be. Mm-hmm. So during that time, when you are on your mat at home or on the stu- in the studio, you are giving yourself permission to just. Let everything go for a minute. And that can be a tough thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that personally with special needs kids and little kids, I don't necessarily feel like I have the right to turn off my phone and be inaccessible for any Mm -hmm. period of time. Mm -hmm. And so in an at-home practice, you can do it for 10 minutes. You can pause for 20 minutes. If you unexpectedly have a little bit of time, you can go and do it. You don't have to wait for a class and find childcare and and then hope that nothing happens wherever they are while you're (laughs) in that class, right? Right. So you can just find that little bit of time and take that space and just give yourself permission to focus on your breath, to choose a mantra and an intention, and just put your energy all towards that. And over time, you'll find that 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 calm that you find during your yoga practice stays with you after the practice ends. And the more you do it, the longer it lasts.
0: Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Can you, one thing that I don't even really have much knowledge on is the different types of yoga and what you would get out of those.
2: Okay. So if you're an athlete as a lot of your queens are, mm-hmm. then you will definitely be um, doing a, a lot of a lot of both, I would say. There's there's everything from power yoga and vinyasa yoga where power yoga is really working that strength. Hot yoga is going in there and you are working up a sweat and burning 500 calories in an hour. And you can set that up at home. It's it's tricky. With, you know, the little heaters and everything to make just that one little space get up to at least like 105 degrees, but mm-hmm. it's it's worth it. Vinyasa flow is cardio. So you are just moving from one pose to the next, to the next, to the next, and you're not really pausing or stopping for too long in any of them after you pass through the warm-up phase. So you definitely are building burning some calories there. You can do strength poses that you're holding to, I mean, even like a simple plank pose or a dolphin plank or a chaturanga really builds whole body strength. Mm -hmm. So as an athlete, you begin to find like, what do I need to work on? And you can find that there. Or you can also find release poses um, that are just helping you to loosen. Like if you're a runner, you're going to have really tight hips, really Mm -hmm. tight hamstrings.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Runners can be so
2: strong and have great balance, but when it comes to just doing um, a seated John which is just bringing in one heel or the sole of one foot to the inside thigh of the opposite leg with that leg extended We're ears trying reaching down it now. trying We're to try. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to touch your toes and you will feel it in the IT band, the hips Mm -hmm. and the glutes and the hamstrings and the piriformis. Like it is tight and it is hard to reach those toes. Like your hands just might be on your shins. Mm -hmm. And if you're Mm -hmm. practicing this at the beginning of practice (laughs) and you continue to do your, your yoga practice, and then at the end, try that pose again, you'll see how you're just a little bit closer down towards your toes and you're finding that release Mm -hmm. can be such a, such a huge relief. Um, I can tell you another pose to release this for runners if you guys would like to.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. So another simple one would be um, basically a seated box pose. So you're sitting up like you're about to do crisscross applesauce, but instead of crossing your leg, you you keep the, let's say the right leg is stacked on top of the left leg and they're folded and brought in. So your um, foot is your right foot is on top of your left knee. Your left foot is underneath your right knee, okay. and it kind of looks like this square shape at the front. Ground oh, your nice. sits bones into the mat, uh-huh. and or and you lift up through the core, open up through I the can't chest. Even do it. <laughs> <laughs> if it hurts, if it feels tight to have that like box pose shape, just loosen up your box and allow that top leg to come down in front of the the bottom leg and loosen it up. So if you're already feeling it, you're probably feeling it in your glutes. Your piriformis is super tight and you just come up. Think about where your hip creases are. You can even put your fingers into those hip creases if you like and hinge there, Mm -hmm. bending forward. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So you want to come forward as far as you can. If you need blocks or a bolster to support, that's totally fine. The object is to sort of get to a place where you can relax your upper body and allow gravity to do its work with on the right-hand side in your piriformis, and make sure if you did this on one side that you do it on the opposite so you're not unbalanced, unbalanced there. So you yeah. could
0: do this yeah. while you're sitting and doing work or,
2: like, waiting at your kid's practice. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, even yeah. sitting at your at a desk, if you want to put that bottom leg on the floor and cross the other leg up and over and then bend forward, mm-hmm. you can find it. So, yeah, these are definitely poses that you can do anywhere to find that relief and release. And I talk about that a lot too. We focus a lot with um, the box and building community as well. So we have a Facebook group and I send out emails to help them. I like, encourage know. them and accountability posts and how are you doing? What's your challenge? You know, They have access if they want to ask any questions specifically about what they're facing and I'll help them answer it as best I can. And they've got the support of everybody else in the group, which is a big part you know, yeah. building that community. Part of why we don't sustainably do things to take care of ourselves is when we feel disconnected from other people. It's like, oh, we're all alone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter if I do it or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's going to care? I'm just showing up at the preschool or I'm just like headed to work (laughs) or whatever. But when you have, like, other people who are doing it too and you get inspired by their progress and they encourage you to keep going, that can mean so much.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that leads into our next question. Um, why do you think self-care is so important? What is needed to make it sustainable? It sounds like community for sure.
2: Community is definitely one thing, and um, not to be too academic about it, but it oh, needs to not stop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just, it needs to not, it needs to not suck. It needs Mm -hmm. to not be something that um, is number one, painful or unsafe. So if you see a picture of a yoga pose on a, you know, on Instagram or in a magazine, and you you read underneath that, oh, this will help release this muscle for me. And oh, I need that. And then you try and do it. And before you're even fully in the pose, you're starting to feel pain. Mm -hmm. But you feel like I have to do that pose. If I don't look like that, then I'm not doing it. And I'm not going to get the benefits you could end up hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it's about finding your own edge and what works for you and not necessarily trying to look like anybody's picture because your body is unique. And then beyond that, it needs to not be boring. Mm -hmm. So you need new stuff and new ways of doing it all the time. You know, if you're a cyclist, you're probably going to go different places to go bike. You aren't just going to go around your neighborhood a hundred times, you know, you need to keep changing it up. And the same is true for yoga. Mm -hmm. And then of course, community is a big part of that. So
1: it needs to not suck. I mean, I really
2: like that. it. Needs to not <laughs> I need suck. a shirt that says
1: that <laughs> it needs to not suck. And why do you think the self care aspect is so important?
2: So many times, especially you know when we're we're working in an office, when we're taking care of a family, or we're involved in any kind of a relationship, we have you know elderly parents or um, extended family members that need our help and support, or friends that are going through tough times. We tend to put everybody else's needs in front of ours, mm-hmm. and especially for women, this is a, it's a big issue. We want to be helpful. We want to be there for our people. We want to show up for them. And when we do that, sometimes we forget to do the basics for ourselves. And a big part of yoga is just pausing to acknowledge what you've got going on and giving yourself the time and space to address it. So, and I'm, I'm, I don't mean like getting a pedicure or, you know, going, having a spa day with friends or, you know, you know, treating yourself to a fancy coffee. I'm talking about like getting to the doctor for regular checkups, noticing that if I have pain, I need to not continue my usual workout and I need to try something new. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it worse. If I'm sick, I'm going to go to the doctor or give myself permission to take a nap. I don't just like power through. Mm-hmm. And it's recognizing that if we don't take care of those basic things, we're not going to be able to be there for anybody else. Yeah. And certainly not to the degree that we want to show up. right? And so we have to do that for ourselves first.
0: And I'll share a little trick that I found out by accident. I was, so my daughter was younger and I was trying to do some restorative yoga because I'm one of those typical like hip flexors or tight IT band. And so I was in my office and my daughter's like, Mommy, what are you doing? And of course she wants to come in and imitate. And then all this, she said, Mommy, I don't like this because this makes me sleepy. And I was like, oh genius so then it was like hey you want to come do some of mommy's stretches in her office and i would find that she was actually more calm and i i could get her to bed easier when she'd come and do mommy's workouts
2: yeah yeah wow tip
0: Mm -hmm. mommy this is making me tired oh do tell
1: Well, Valeria, how do we um, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and access you and find out uh, a
2: little bit more about the subscription? Yeah. They can reach out to the website. It's at shotofyoga.com or mm-hmm. find me on Instagram at Shot of Yoga. I'm also on Facebook with those same names. I have a free group that I'm launching up so I can start to talk more about the different ways that yoga can be used and the different styles of yoga that can be used to impact Mm -hmm. positively on your life. And um, I just finished up a giveaway, but I'm getting ready to do another one in a few weeks. So if people want to try and check that out, um, they are welcome to enter and follow along. Yeah, sounds Sounds great. great. So how do you daily,
0: I mean, we're we're getting a sense, but how do you daily live out the fit philosophy, trying to balance performance,
2: health, intellect, and taking time for self? Well, it starts with trial and error. I mean, you have to give yourself permission to fail, but not permission to quit. So, like you know, this is the it's the one body we get, it's the one mind we get, It's our one chance at having the relationships and experience that we want, and not everything is going to work for us because we are a unique combination of background experiences, personality, likes and dislikes. So, you pick you you practice rigorous self awareness, noticing where you're feeling the most stress or pain, and then you start to try something, anything. Do you feel it's going to help you work if it's a healthy coping mechanism? And when you do that, you track your progress. Did I do it every day? And it's it's tracking progress without judgment, not necessarily like forcing yourself to, but saying, I have this goal of I would like to do this for a certain period of time or for a certain amount of time each day, and then really trying to do that. When you get to the end of that goal period, look back. Did I do it? Did I enjoy it when I did it? Why didn't I do it on the days when it fell off? And how did I feel on the days when I did it or the day after? Um, And then you just make adjustments and changes as you need. Maybe try something new, maybe figure out like a lesser goal. Well, I didn't do yoga every day, but I did manage to do it like three or four little times as I found time. I think that's good. I'm going to put that in. And now I'm going to go on and try and incorporate the next thing in.
0: I love that. You're the first person that's probably said, like, even tracking your self-care, because I think sometimes we think, oh, this is what I should do for self-care, but I'm
2: not really into it. Maybe Mm -hmm. I try something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, We always want to blow it off. We think, like, well, that's the least important thing on my list. It's not urgent. And while in some cases that may actually be true, you know, going to go, you know, help out a family member in crisis is, is... probably going to be more urgent than you sitting and meditating. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you can't find five, 10 10 minutes a little bit later, some other time in the Mm -hmm. day. And so it's just about like going with the flow and remembering like, oh, at the end of the day, did I get time to do this? You know what, I can do it now. Mm -hmm. And if you're actively checking in, then you don't have that experience of oh my, it's been like five days. (laughs) I totally (laughs) forgot that was even a thing that I was trying to do. Oh, well. And I always say like
1: that, you know, just using that example of like helping friends in crisis and we don't get time. I'd say, actually, that's probably the, you need it even more when you know, caregiving and um, all of that energy out of how do we take care of ourselves even more during those times?
2: Oh, absolutely. When you're, I mean, especially if you are in a job where you're a nurse, you're a therapist, you're working with little kids, you know, you're you're taking on all of their little crises throughout the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's hard to just process it, that energy and release it unless you're actively and intentionally right. doing so. And I so you may that. not even think like, I didn't have a stressful day, everybody else did, but I was fine. That's not ever really the case. Like you do take that with you and it builds mm-hmm. up and that's where we find that tension and, and the need for things like movement and breath
0: practice
1: right absolutely you're speaking to two women that work with clients all day so yeah you definitely mm. feel it after your day mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. so I you know I think that's something I still need to keep in mind too that self-care working with people right who are in crisis yeah
0: and that we may need yeah. more when they've had a rough day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well thank you so much for coming on I, I really love the fact that you are instilling like flexible self-care that you can do anywhere you go mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be sure to put all those links in your show notes and, um, thanks for coming on today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really love what you guys do. I love your podcast. Oh, but thank you. Super (laughs) excited to be in touch with all your listeners. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, Queens till next time. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by yours truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.bekkamacomble.com to find out when the release date is set and when it'll be on Amazon. Bye, queens. For additional information on today's topic
1: and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. And Hashtag Fit for a Queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.